0: I
1: will, <laughs> I
0: will, <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will, I <laughs> I see you, Hi. ah,
1: and welcome to another episode of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. Who are you calling hot? And who are you calling cool? Me. You're, you can't be hot and cool, Doug. Can't spell marriage without me.
0: <laughs> hey, you sound like Taylor. And I'm not hating on that. I love me some T Swift. Fun <laughs> fact about me I'm a twee, su, twee Swifter. Wait, yeah, Swifty. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> I guess I'm not much of a Swifty if I don't know what the fan club's name is, but I do love me some Taylor Swift.
1: I'm, I'm a T Swifter. <laughs> We just got a whole shipment of those from the, uh, for the floors.
0: Yeah, I know. We got new floorings in. I don't know if everybody, any, I don't know if you listening know that, but we, my brother-in-law was here and he put in all new flooring, th- like the vinyl kind that doesn't allow my daughter and my dogs to destroy it. <laughs> yeah. And we, but apparently, I mean, I had so much hardwood floor cleaner, like literally probably $50 worth of hardwood floor cleaner plus like a hundred dollar, like, like a, not steamer, but a hardwood floor, you know, mopper. And none of that you can use on vinyl flooring because it's just not the same material. So I was like, great. So that's like $100 that I just have to, I mean, I won't throw it away because I'm that person. I'm like, who wants this? Like, anybody want this? Because I just feel guilty. I cannot throw it away. Like the landfill. No, I'm like not cool on that.
1: I smell a giveaway.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to give, I don't think anybody listening wants my leftover hardwood floor cleaner. (laughs) Part
1: of the reason why we bought the house was because of how beautiful the kitchen was and I had to talk Jamie down from wanting to tear down all of the cabinets to paint them white or just to buy all new cabinets and then buy a whole new granite thing.
0: No, it's not that I want, I never wanted to buy new cabinets. I do still plan on having them painted white, by the way. Thank you very much. I have a painter coming on Friday.
1: I don't know how many people have to tell you that it's almost an impossible task.
0: Well, he's going to come and look at it and then he'll let us know how impossible it really is.
1: They're all criminals.
0: This is not a criminal. (laughs) Jeez Louise. I hope he's not listening to the podcast.
1: No. No, (laughs) Okay. Not too many painters listen to Hot Marriage Cool Parents. I know that.
0: Okay. Good to know. Okay. So I.
1: Only the special painters do.
0: That's right. (laughs) No, but seriously, speaking of you listeners, Miss Hongfa left us a five-star review. Thank you so much. She said, I honestly love this show. I was trying to find a good podcast to listen to on my way back to work every day. I do it as a way to educate myself when I have that time. I asked Siri to find me a podcast about parenting because I'm a new mom. My baby just turned seven months and I want to be the best parent I can be to my little man. So this was a great way to learn something new and be a part of this great podcast fam. I love it. Keep on being amazing. Don't ever change. Much love to you and to the little one. Aw, so much love back to you. Right back at you, Ms. Hongfa. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know if you're a new mom, any mom, really, anybody, really, we're all so busy. So if you take the time out to leave a five-star review for our podcast and then to give us a little review, I mean, that's just so that's just so kind of you and we genuinely appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts and we will take the time out during the show to give you a shout out and and just thank you for the five-star review because it does mean a lot to us are you looking for someone to share their deepest darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: are you like please dish on how to be a cool parent because yeah i don't know please tell me well, Jamie Otis and Doug Hayner have got all you hubbies and wifies and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool. Here's the show. The other day, I just randomly text my new Aunt Luann. For those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you know that she's my aunt from my dad's side. And we're actually, you know, we're like close enough to where I could actually text her.
1: We should catch anybody up that hasn't heard it. Just like give like a one minute thing about what happened.
0: Well, essentially, I I tried finding my father for my whole entire life. And then I ended up doing Ancestry DNA and and matching with a woman named Luann, who is on my father's side. And uh, turns out she is my aunt, my father, my father's sister. And if you want to hear all about it, it's literally one episode ago. Um, but I don't want to, for those of you who listen every week, I don't want to bore you with the same story, but I did text her and reach out to her for this. They have this Cornell chicken recipe in like as part of my family. And it's like probably the best chicken I've ever had in my life. I'm <laughs> not even kidding. I don't I'm not a big meat lover. I really don't like meat, but I was like, wow, that chicken is good. And I'm having a get together this weekend. My sisters are coming down and I'm having my in-laws over. And I was like, ooh, I want to make that chicken recipe.
1: (laughs) And they only give it away to family members.
0: That's not true. It's called Cornell chicken. I think a lot of people know about it. (laughs) I just told told all of you because you guys are our family members anyways.
1: I thought that we were special.
0: Yeah. Only we are those listening and you and I, but anyway, so I text her, you know, to just to try to get this recipe for the, uh, Cornell chicken is what it's called. By the way, if you've never heard of it, just look it up. It's delicious. But, or if you need the recipe, let me know and I'll, I'll send it to you. But I text her to ask her about this recipe. And she said, Oh, you know, by the way, uh, it would have been Frank's birthday. And that's my dad, Frank. He died, unfortunately, unexpectedly in September of last year. And his birthday was July 29th, which I think is the same day as my sister. I mean, that is my sister's birthday. But I think his birthday is the same day as my sister's, which is... Really? Yeah. Isn't that wild? So then, of course, I got got really sad because I was like, I spent the whole day not thinking of him, really, you know? And I wish that if I had known it was his birthday, I would have really like... I don't know. Spent some time just trying to like honor him and respect him, and you don't know. I don't know.
1: It's like I mean, it's meeting someone for the first time that you're <laughs> you're related to.
0: What are you talking about? I didn't meet him.
1: No, I mean like, but meeting that side of the family for the first time. It's just it, it's it was yeah, still tough for me to comprehend like how how much history and how much future that there's going to be. Like, it's just trying to overload all the information all at once.
0: You're talking about the fact that I didn't know his birthday?
1: No, I'm just saying the fact... What are you saying? No, the fact that um, going up and it's almost like you're gaining a whole new family that you know nothing about. Well, it's true. And it's exciting.
0: No, it's very exciting. Yeah, but I was just sad that it was his birthday and I didn't know. And I would have wanted to like pay tribute to him on his birthday, but I really just didn't know. So... I'm paying tribute right here, right now. Happy birthday, Frank. I don't think I would have ever called him dad. That'd just be weird. You don't go 32 years never having a dad. And then all of a sudden (laughs) be like, hey, daddy, what's up? It's just so weird. You
1: found a poppy. I know, but maybe it's not that weird.
0: I don't think, I don't know if I'd call him poppy in real life either. That's just like, I don't know. Should I? Is it rude if I call him Jim? I don't know. That's the grandpa. That's his dad. I call
1: him J-unit
0: hey J unit he's like
1: 84 years old he asked me to call him that
0: (laughs) okay we're way off topic but anyway so his birthday it was you know the other day and no joke so I don't know if you guys saw on my Instagram but I have a picture of him with me and it's a pretty large picture that my aunt Tracy gave me uh his other sister and Doug propped it up in our dining room table and I kid you not I just like came in from the garage and happened to glance out there it was dark because the light's not on And like, I thought, I I thought I saw this person just hanging out on our dining room table. I just about had a heart attack and Doug just watched the whole entire thing
1: and said, oh yeah, that happened to me the other day too. That's freaky, right? Not only did it happen to me, but I'm the one that put it there.
0: Yeah. Why did you leave it there after that happened to you? And then,
1: and then it happened to me once and then it happened to me again, like 30 minutes later. Because I was going out to the garage to to put the garbage out, and I look over, and it's just this silhouette of a man sitting at the table.
0: Uh, it's I'm I come to think of it, I cannot even yell at you for not taking it down because I still haven't taken it down. It's That's just true. weird. But I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? Like, it's like it's not. An, it's probably like a sixteen by like forty picture. So like, imagine an eight by ten and explode hmm. that by a couple. It's like, like a poster. It's like a poster of my dad, but it's not even on post. It's on like. Foam, so yeah. it's like t- like holds itself upright
1: mm-hmm. it's like uh, the thickness of cardboard, yeah, anyways, <laughs>
0: that was a little freaky
1: I don't know what we're supposed to do with that
0: I don't know either, like hanging on the wall, I guess, but I'm not going to get rid of it because that's the only picture I have of my dad, yeah. actually, <laughs> <That's a good laughs> so point. it's like ginormous, but I'm keeping it, <laughs> so yeah, that was just only a little scary, <laughs> but uh anyways. I am so proud of our daughter, little Miss Henley Grace.
1: Do you want to tell them or should I?
0: I think you should tell them. He's the one who told me.
1: So Henley's been going to the same... Nursery school. Nursery school uh, this whole time. And it's really the first class that she's been consistently going to. So same teacher, same kids, three times a week. And every time that I go to drop her off... um, I noticed that, you know, she's the same size as a lot of these kids, but she talks a lot and she says a lot of words. The, the girl has a tremendous vocabulary for someone that's not even two yet. And I'm not just saying that because she's my daughter. You're um, definitely biased, Doug. I, I, can tell, I can hear it in your voice. Very much so. <laughs> um, but, you know, towards, I would say, I don't know, the last month or so when I take her in, the all the teachers, they know her name. Not only that, but they all tell me oh yeah it's so weird that she says like sentences
0: first things first is i hope she they know every kid's name in their class
1: oh they do but they go there because um she's the one that is able to like communicate with them like they've said that not a lot of the kids can carry a conversation or tell them what they want
0: yeah none of the kids in, in henley's class can I mean, they say mama, daddy, you know, like some basic words, of course, but like Henley has full blown sentences. And the other day I was picking her up and they go, she told me that she wanted her mommy and she said, daddy's working. And she she literally, and she'll say, I want more milk. And they're like, you want what? Like you just told me what you want. Like, this is (laughs) weird because the other kids just don't talk in full sentences yet Mm
1: -hmm. so So it was the
0: sweetest thing because Doug surprised Doug like pulled out this letter out of his you know work bag and was like look at this and I was like what I took a
1: picture of it I wanted to put it up on the fridge but Jamie's against magnets for some um, reason
0: we have no magnets on our fridge because I just don't like the clutter look
1: but I, I I had my first proud dad moment because Henley Grace is graduating to the next level of kids
0: not only is she graduating, but she's graduating early from her class. So when I went in, the teacher goes, you know, she's the only one that can communicate with us. And I, in like sense that no, none of the other kids can talk like this, they feel like she's kind of being held back by not being able to be with the other kids who are at the same like learning level as her. And so they, she said, you know, we're not able to just make the move without talking to our administration. So, but I want to let you, you know, they're like, so I want to let you know that we reached out to the administration and we're hoping to get this started. Like her teacher put in the request for her to move up early because she's just, you know, she's able able to talk and, and
1: I'm that I am so appreciative because they have a process for that. Um, not only that, but they have different learning levels and I'm just so thankful for this daycare that the daycare that we chose
0: I really did a lot of research in where the nursery schools that we would send her because I that was my goal was that I knew already that she had a pretty large vocabulary and at the point that we started sending her to nursery school she was about a year and a half old and I was like I know she knew a lot of words she could almost like say she knew like ABCs but not she couldn't say it entirely I don't think, um, at that point, but she could count to like six. I mean, this little girl, like she had just such a, a a very large vocabulary. So anyways, I was like, I don't think she's benefiting from, you know, being home with me or just being in a regular, like being at home with my in-laws. Uh, so I think it would be beneficial for her to go to a school where she can learn and like play and
1: interact and,
0: and not for nothing, but I do have work I could get done during the day. (laughs) But, um, anyway, so I send her there and she seems to love it and her teachers, um, you know, they really,
1: really enjoy her. And, and, you know, without drawing this too far too much further, um, they all, uh, agreed that, that Henley should be moving up. And I'm just happy to, that, to know that there's, that her school takes notice of that and really does care about her development because, um, it's important to me.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, and for those of you listening, if you have kids or if you're a new mom and you're not sure like when to start nursery school or if nursery schools even, because you don't necessarily have to send your kid to nursery school until they're, I don't think you actually have to ever, just as long as they go to kindergarten when they're supposed to. But um, I did get a couple questions through Instagram. So I figured I would answer them here on the podcast as well. Just that, um, you know, people always wonder, how is she so smart? Well, how does she know all this, you know, all, know her ABCs and her one, two, threes and all She's these things. A great dad. Yeah. I actually don't say that. No, you do. She, she does. have <laughs> No, actually truth be told you do sit down and play with her and you do kind of like quiz her. And that's something that we've done from the beginning is we've always kind of quizzed her. Like even before she could talk, uh, mm-hmm. we would like be like, where are the trees? And then she'd point to the trees and we'd go, yay, mm-hmm. good job. And she had, you know, she couldn't say that. I mean, she didn't even say mama. I mean, she barely said mama or dada yeah. at that point. Uh, We have a video of it on Instagram. It was the cutest thing. She knew like where the grass was and the trees and where the doggies are. And and, if she
1: goes past the wall of pictures that we have, there's Gaga, there's Pop Pop, there's Uncle Matt.
0: Yeah. So I really I think that you can't like put enough value on the importance of talking to your child like they're an adult, like they genuinely Mm -hmm. understand you is as early as like fresh out of the womb no joke because you would be shocked i mean i'm shocked at how much how these kids are just sponges and they really understand way more than we ever give them credit for
1: anytime jamie was away all i would say was dad 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 why so she would say dad first and now all she says is where's mommy she actually said car first.
0: Isn't that crazy? That is, that is true. It's crazy. She didn't say mama or car. daddy. She goes car, car. Cause like the, we live on a very busy road. So cars go by mm. and I always, I love to keep my front doors open to let the bright sunlight in. And so she'll always see the cars and she'll, she used to crawl up over there and like pull herself up and look at the cars going out, <laughs> you know, going by. And I'd say, look at the cars, look at the cars. And she goes, Ka, car, car. car. <laughs> I,
1: I want to give some credit to little baby bum because
0: I was just going to say
1: that honestly, she, she gravitated towards, and maybe it's different. I mean, I'm sure it's different per kid than what they're attracted to, but, uh, we wouldn't just turn on the TV to put on our shows. Like we would sacrifice our TV to play (laughs) little baby bum. And all of us can say it. It, like we, we know exactly what parts are coming up. We know how to sing the, all the songs. And she, that's where we, she started to really put words and sentences together.
0: You know, I know that there's such a stigma for parents to let their kids watch YouTube or uh, have an iPad or play games on their you know, on their iPad and things like that. But I don't know if that's such a great sigma because like Doug said, we right from the get go, we noticed that she loved nursery rhyme. So this little baby bum, if you're not a mom, you probably never heard of it. I had no idea what little baby bum was. And if you are a mom, you're like, oh, good God, I don't get it in my head. But ultimately, it's like this nursery rhyme station on YouTube. And it just constantly plays like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. It's on Netflix, too. Oh, Netflix it's on Netflix Kids, too. Yeah. So it, it plays all these nursery rhymes that are really kind of educational. And so she, I genuinely believe that that really helped her learn and grow. So the next time someone condemns you for putting, letting your kid watch a YouTube or like putting like the TV on in the background, that's like some nursery rhyme or some educational show.
1: They've obviously never had a one-year-old screaming at the dinner table and throwing knives everywhere.
0: Yeah. So don't let them judge you. And also when your kid becomes super smart, you and say, yeah, I actually credit YouTube because <laughs> that's what Doug and I say. <laughs> right. uh, Doug, we have to tell them this ovulating story. It's so funny. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. You mean that every time you're you're fertile, you go away to. LA.
0: Okay. So I, you guys know, I, cause I already told you that I went to LA last weekend to shoot unfiltered, married at first sight unfiltered, which by the way, I can't, that, cause that could be a whole other podcast. It's just, this season is out of control. I mean, out of control. And they already
1: but, started for next season, right? We're not supposed to talk about that. Oh, okay. So Never mind. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but that's, that is true anyways. So, but please don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, so I'm fertile. The, Every single... It's like every time I'm fertile, most fertile, I'm already scheduled to go out to L.A. to shoot Married at first sight. I'm filtered. And this time, I was like, Doug, my most fertile day is the day that I'm gone. So the night before is like our next best bet. So I was like, let's get Gracie down. We got her down. That went down. You know, she she did well. She wasn't waking up. She wasn't fussy. And I was like... We took a shower together. It was a real great night. We get top into bed together and... We
1: continue the festivities <laughs> and... um. I'm not happy to say that uh, well this is the first time this has happened in a really long time. Okay, that's true. That I this has probably happened 3 or 4 times.
0: Has it happened 3 or 4 times? Yeah, like a uh, couple
1: in the beginning, yeah. like really in the, when we first started having sex, but this Can we just
0: tell them what happened already? Yeah, They're probably so, dying to know. So,
1: I'm I'm not sure what happened, but there's a point where where when we're having sex if in my head i have not a fear but it's something that when i start to go soft there is no stopping it if i think too much about it and on the merst the, merc- the <laughs> most fertile day that we've had in the whole entire month we start going and i get soft
0: yeah um, and so
1: we didn't stop though. Cause we're not giver uppers. No. So <laughs> no, I'm a champion. I'm an athlete. So I said, give me five minutes and I'm going to roll to the side and let's make out a bit and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, we'll do other things. And, um, I came right back to attention.
0: Yes, that's true. And then it's like, we started to get going again. And I don't know what happened, Doug.
1: I don't know either, but, um, you know, my, uh, he got scared, I guess
0: <laughs> he went to hide <laughs>
1: Yeah, he went into hiding. And um,
0: literally, again, this happened. So three times we attempted to make a baby, and it just... Doug, Doug, Doug's little man just wanted to go to
1: sleep. Well, it's not such a little man.
0: Okay, I didn't mean little. Well, that did not sound good. I meant mass, manly and large and very... Uh, that yeah. sounds creepy. Well, I mean, what do you want from me? I'm trying to, like, talk to you. I know,
1: but it was... The first time that that, that's happened in a really, really long time. Um,
0: It's no doubt it's because there's so much pressure. Like we, we are both trying so hard to have a baby.
1: No, it's, it's usually not pressure for me though. Like I'm, I'm ready at all times.
0: Yes, I know. You tell me that all the time. Yes.
1: And, and I'm always prepared and um, I'm always throwing out the vibes. (laughs) And when it happens, um, I usually don't have a problem.
0: No, that's very true. And it, I
1: don't know what had happened.
0: I think it is because I put so much pressure on you and I almost feel like I need to apologize because I put so much pressure on you that we have sex before I'm, you know, before I leave for LA and I wanted to not only have sex the night before, but I, I was like,
1: we should maximize our opportunities.
0: Yeah. And so then I was like, we're going to have sex the night before and we're going to have sex the morning that I leave because this is the most fertile day and we have to, we have to, we have to. It's
1: always such a good plan to do do it in the morning and it never happens.
0: No, that's not true. I love morning sex and you know it. I know. (laughs) Especially on the weekends. But anyways, uh, no. So, you know, so then three times we tried to have, you know, to make a baby and we literally spent an hour trying to have sex, but it was actually really fun in the meantime.
1: 20 minutes of me apologizing and not wondering what happened.
0: (laughs) As long as it's not me that you're turned off by, it's okay. No, no. Or you're thinking of like, I don't know. I don't know what, but as long as you're not turned off by me, can you, can you confirm that
1: I can confirm that I'm not turned off by you?
0: Okay. That makes me, <laughs> thank you. That makes me yeah. feel better. But yeah. So then then I'm like, okay, well we still have the morning. Like we still have the morning. I don't have to leave till 10 AM. So we have the morning and what do you know, but our sweet daughter wakes up and she honestly, actually, this is like another time that I have to leave for LA and she's not feeling well. She woke up with like a crusty nose and just seemed
1: the worst crusty nose. Oh
0: my God. Like with the greenest crustiest nose and just you could I could just tell she was not feeling it so I, you know we tried putting her back in bed she still cried and so I was like Doug she doesn't feel good let's just let her you know <laughs> let her in bed with us so right. obviously so I
1: get up because I can't sleep in late so I go get your medication and
0: yeah and obviously the the hanky pinky never happened no. So, but we did get one one solid night in when I was fertile and ovulating yes. so still hoping for this baby this positive pregnancy test did not
1: you feel it by now
0: I mean, that's what I was actually just thinking. Hence, I literally have a glass of wine right now. I feel like my boobs would be sore. When then, do um,
1: how how or how soon can you get? How soon can you be tested?
0: You can't. So you get a pregnancy test five days before your mis- miss period, and for me, it's not even. It's like two weeks before my miss period because I just got done ovulating. So
1: oh, but can't you take a thing now and it tells you? No, it's too way
0: too early now. But uh, I do gotcha. think that by now. I think I would start to n- notice, you know, and I, I am a, like super tired, which would be one of the symptoms, but I also just got back from LA <laughs> and I didn't get in until midnight. So I don't know maybe. why I've
1: been, uh, I don't know why I thought that, it could, that it, you can usually take a test like within a day or two.
0: Uh, Definitely not. It You have to take a test within like a day or two of your, f- of your first days of missed period, And then you can take a test, oh. but not like right after you have sex. Gotcha. It takes a little while for that for the hormones to kick up into your body that are like picked up on the tests,
1: Those little swimmers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, speaking of, and
1: and just, just to end that part of the conversation. So, um, I, I want to see, and, and this, I, I probably won't get an answer on obviously because we're recording and that we're not speaking to anybody just yet, but, I want to know if anybody else afterwards, if there's any guy that has laid down under his wife or girlfriend while her butt is in the air (laughs) after everything finishes um, to let gravity take place.
0: Because we do that every time. And I think it worked with Henley. So.
1: It definitely worked with Henley because that's exactly what we did after.
0: We. word to the wise if you're trying to conceive this is probably tmi to most but you know once we finish having sex um i doug always like puts his back up against mine so my legs are up in the air and my you know the gravity just kind of hopefully helps the sperm meet the egg that's our goal mm-hmm. and it really did work with henley you know what i gotta tell you like i feel i mean i was very thankful and appreciative for henley but the the longer we're trying for our second baby the more and more thankful and appreciative i am that we have henley because It's just not as easy as I thought it would be.
1: Yeah. I I don't think that we're... I I don't think we're trying as serious as we were with Henley. Your mom
0: says don't try and it will happen. So I've tried that route. Like, just don't try. Like, and then I've tried like really clocking it perfectly. Hence recently. And now that I don't... I don't have to go to LA next month. Oh, we are full throttle. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of full throttle, for those of you who want to go full throttle without getting pregnant... I have got to tell you about Simple Health. So Simple Health makes birth control simple and affordable, because you order it online and you get free home delivery. I remember being younger and dreading like going to the doctor and being like, hi, I'm starting to have sex and how do I get birth control? And a lot of times women's teens in particular don't feel comfortable talking about birth control with a doctor, or they just don't have time to go sit in the doctor's office, wait, you know, go pay the copay, plus pay the prescription fee and all that. Simple Health makes birth control accessible to all women, whether you have health insurance or not, whether you have a doctor or not, because you can literally get go online to order it and pills start at like $15 a month. And like I said, delivery is absolutely free. And if you do have insurance, a lot of times the birth control is completely free and shipping is free. So I mean, free and free equals free. But either way, it beats going to the doctor, having to wait to be seen, and then having to wait to get the prescription filled at the pharmacy, and then paying the copay for all the things above when you can literally just go to simplehealth.com HMCP, and you'll be able to get the $20 annual prescription fee waived. And like I said, you can literally do everything from your couch, including collecting your birth control, because it's just as simple as that. You just go to simple Health. Dot com slash HMCP, enter HMCP at the checkout, and you'll get the $20 annual prescription fee completely waived. And you can get birth control delivered right to your front door without having to, you know, physically go to the doctor's office. And just a quick disclaimer I want to let you know that they're not like, oh, you don't have to go to the doctors anymore. Of course, you still have to go to the doctor to get your, you know, regular physicals and all that. But you don't have to go to the doctor's office to get your birth control. And now that we have our birth control taken care of, it's time to shower, shave, and get ready for a fun night out and not worry about getting pregnant if that's not what you're wanting. But no joke, I used to use the same razor for years. Literally, since I was in college, I used the same exact one. And then, uh, Billy, this, I don't know if you ever heard of Billy. I've talked about it on the podcast before they reached out and, you know, they were telling us how they really revolutionized women's razors and they made it way more affordable because there's this thing called a pink tax that apparently women just will pay 15% more to get like a woman's razor, even though, you know, it's the probably close to the same as a man's but they just women just tend to pay more so anyways I was like let me like send me the razor and I'm gonna try it I've been like loyal to this other razor for years so let me see if this this razor really can be better and wow (laughs) like seriously so the issue that I had with my old razor is that the hair would kind of clog in the razor I mean I'm not In the winter especially, I don't shave my legs every single day so that my leg hairs get a little bit longer. And then between that and the shave gel, the razor would get clogged and I would have to just like – change the blades quicker. And also they were literally like $40 for the quote unquote value pack of like eight blades. And I don't mind paying more for better quality, but if I can get better quality for less, that's obviously a no brainer. So anyways, I tried the Billy and no joke. I went and subscribed for more Billy myself because the blades, first of all, they're American made blades and there's five blades per like cartridge, I guess. And they're Separated a little bit so that your hairs can get through, your sh- like razor foam cream stuff can get through. It's just awesome, and it's like a real nice clean shave. the The handle of the razor is all rubber, but it's also a very lightweight. It just does a really really good job, and no joke, you can get four refill blades for only nine dollars, and the shipping is always free. So me to me like this just sounded like way too good to be true, which is why I was like, well, how good is this razor really? But tried it and loved it and I'm never going back to the old razor because it was a freaking fortune and this razor is awesome because it really does go right to your front door and it's way less expensive and it honestly works better no joke so anyways I wanted to tell you guys about this if you want to grab yourself some head to mybilly.com hmcp for 10% off your razor that's dot com slash h-m-c-p you'll get 10% off your razor it's a subscription service but it's one of those that you don't have to it's not like they're just going to ship you them endlessly if you want to cancel or pause at any time you certainly can but it's so much more affordable head to mybilly.com slash h-m-c-p for 10% off okay and now I want to ask Any nurses, doctors, medical staff listening in? Even if you aren't in the medical field, chances are you probably know someone who needs good scrubs. It is seriously so hard to find stylish, comfortable scrubs. They're either ugly but comfortable or comfortable but ugly AF. (laughs) I mean Scrubs have always been just kind of like one style scratchy and uncomfortable, but now there are figs. And let me tell you, these scrubs are stylish and comfortable, but also functional. And if you're a nurse or in the healthcare field, I mean, I love pockets. I know you probably love pockets too. We need all the pockets for all the things. And Another great quality about fig scrubs is that they're antimicrobial and moisture wicking. Let's be honest, we are always knee-deep in our patients' germs and fluids and blood and stuff and it's just kind of gross to think about, you know, now that you're now that we're talking about it. That's kind of gross to think about, but it's just the truth of the matter and so to have antimicrobial and moisture wicking scrubs is seriously like I mean, that's a game changer. These scrubs are a blessing. I got a pair for my little sister for her birthday. She's a nurse too. Shout out to my baby sister. I feel like you can never have enough scrubs. And I was thinking that for our next baby, God willing... We get pregnant and we will have another labor and delivery nurse. And I always like to give them a little gift. I try to get something really good, but I never really know what to get. But this is a perfect gift for a nurse. You just give her a gift card and let her pick out her own, and it's perfect. So, anyways, if you need stylish, comfy scrubs for yourself or for someone that you know, or if you want to get a gift card for your favorite nurse, head to wearfigs.com and use the code HMCP at checkout because you'll get 15% off your first order. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com to get 15% off your first order of figs. And now that I've shared about all of these good deals with you, let's get back on track. I planned on having Erica Hoffman. She's the cancer, colon cancer fighter that we had a couple episodes back, who so graciously podcast with us and she shared like a lot of her wisdom on life and just how she stays so positive on that podcast.
1: And I was upset I didn't get a chance to speak with her the first time.
0: Yeah, Doug works during the day, but she's only really like strong enough and, like, lively enough during the day. She's on hospice right now. She's fighting stage 4 cancer. So, you know, I was like, anytime that's best for you. Typically, we record these podcast episodes, with, especially when we're interviewing, when Henley's sleeping. Like, right now, it's literally 9.55 at night, and our daughter's upstairs in bed. And that's <laughs> just how we have to work because we don't have a huge budget. Um,
1: and I don't get home until later.
0: Yeah, Doug's still working. Um, but in any case, um, we had her on, and she was so sweet. She, you know answered so many questions and just shared so much great insight at, on life about how to stay positive and stay strong, even though she's going through such a hard time. And, you know, she ended a ended the conversation basically saying how important it is to, respect yourself and respect your time and to know your limits and to like put them out there whether it offends someone or not which I thought was really valuable information and she was like and right now I have to, to let you know that I'm too tired to continue talking like she's like I'm fading out I'm about to fall asleep she said but I would love to answer any of your listeners questions for the next time that, you know, that you want to have me on your podcast. And I was like, wow, that sounds great. And, you know, I told her, obviously, no pressure. I knew she was really sick. And, you know, she was going, you know, in a lot of pain. And just, you know, she's such a sweetheart for even offering that. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, if, you know, if and when we did do this recording, I would want to make sure that, I had really meaningful, thoughtful questions, so I put it out on Instagram to ask you, those of you listening, if you could please submit some, you know, meaningful and thoughtful questions for her, and you guys are amazing, first and foremost. I want to thank each and every one of you listening, and those of you who actually sent in questions, or some of of you said, I don't have a question, I just want to, you know, tell her God bless, and I'm thinking of her and praying for her. Which she so much
1: appreciates.
0: Oh my gosh, absolutely. She is such a love, but I appreciate more than anything because I just it just this is the whole point of the podcast. I say it time and time again that I love connecting with those of you listening. I love getting to know you more and to know that you're such quality people. You're such quality gals. I don't know how else to say it, but I know that the majority and, of you listening are women. People. No, but it just it means a lot to me that you you're so kind to like take time out of your day to throw in a question on Instagram for a woman, you know that you don't know, but you want to support and send love and prayers to. And I am going to ask you now to send all the love and prayers you have for her because we had planned on having her on this episode to interview. Uh, I remember right before I left for LA, We are talking about, you know, on Tuesday when I come back from LA, we'll get together and record your follow-up podcast. I had all the questions. You know, I took a screenshot of each of them so that I could ask her all the questions. And unfortunately, um, you know, the minute I got to LA... I got a face face message or a FaceTime or whatever from her and I was like, oh, this is interesting because she, you know, she doesn't usually FaceTime me, we'll just text and, you know, so of course I answered it and I said, hey, Erica, and, you know, she quickly just pulled the face, you know, she pulled the image away so I couldn't, like, see her face, I saw her, like, her very, sh- like, quickly and, you know, I could tell she was very, very sick, and, but I mean, I swear to goodness, you'd never know in her voice. Cause she was like, hi, you know, she's so happy and positive. And she said, you know, ultimately she was saying she was excited for the follow up interview and she can't wait for it. And, um, and I told her, you know, I had to get going cause I was just about to pop into a meeting cause I, you know, I was already in LA. And so our phone, our conversation was very, very short. And I just said, Oh, you know, hope you're doing well. And I can't wait to talk to you. She was just okay. She's just so like, I don't know, just so happy and positive and sweet. And it's like, wow, this girl, I mean, we complain about the the silliest things in life. And she is literally in hospice and on, you know, on hospice in so much pain has been told that she has weeks to live and she's smiling and thankful for things. I mean, she, if anybody has the right to complain about anything it's her and she's that's not what she's doing it's just it's so inspiring to me but the sad part of this story is that about a couple hours after I FaceTimed with Erica her husband texts me and said hey um, I just wanted to connect with you and tell you that Erica's declined a lot since you talked to her last and he meant not the FaceTime but like when I podcast with her And he said that she has been elated to be on your show and to tell her story. She respect, you know, she said, he said that she respects me and she's excited to see me work so hard doing what I love. But right now she's having an incredibly hard time holding any kind of conversation. And she can literally only talk for five to 10 minutes at a time. And it takes her about that much time to answer a question. And so he said, I'm not exactly sure that she will be here when you return. It's that bad. Um, and
1: which is sad
0: (laughs) I mean I literally just got teary-eyed reading that because I've never felt so helpless just like I'm just not able to help her and this woman is I I wish I, I could explain to you the amount of positivity and joy in her voice and the fact that she you know I asked her do you I didn't actually even ask her. She just flat out said it. She said, because like a lot of people just blame God. And I think a lot of people have asked her, do you blame God? And she says, no, I do not blame God. You know, God did not do this to me. And, you know, she's been the biggest advocate of prevention because this is all something that could have been prevented if she had just been, you know, if she had taken her symptoms seriously. And so she'll, you know, she's the first to say, you know, to educate others that, listen, if you're not feeling well, it doesn't matter how much it costs, go to the doctors. And so ultimately, um, I, I really wish that I would have had the chance to have her on again, just if that would have brought her joy, you know, to be able to answer questions yeah, just to have more wisdom from her, but she is really hurting right now. So I'm hoping to ask each and every one of you to really like lift her up in prayer and, you know, send positive vibes her way I really believe
1: in that type of thing and um, you know it's a, it, and you find that in a lot of people that um, suffer from cancer or uh, terminal illness or disease you really do notice how intensely positive they become and inspiring that they become and you know it it is contagious it, it, that part of it it's very very contagious and it does make you want to um, eat better, treat yourself better, treat others better. You know, there's a lot that can be said for someone that doesn't have that much time left on this earth. For someone to, you know, to start to really just think so positively when, you know, your your back's almost against the wall and there's almost nothing that you can do. Yet they always find time for positive. And inspirational moments and keeping the people around them happy and it's you know it's it's just it's something that has changed my life just in terms of thinking just just hoping for the best and believing that things will work out and not not being in a la la land type you know being realistic but just just enjoying where you are enjoying the things that are around you and if you're not around good things, then get away from those things. Like there's a lot of, you know, not just, not just, you know, eating healthy or staying away from things. It's, it's just getting yourself in a good place and surrounding yourself with good people and good people attract good people. And you know, there's, there just needs to be a lot more of that, you know, take the time out of your day, to help someone, to, to say something nice, because at any moment, someone that you care about, someone that you love could be gone. This could be a friend, this could be a sister, a mother, you know, it's, you don't know when you have, you don't know how much time you're going to have with people. Mm -hmm. It could change in, in an instant. And when you think about that during the day, it lifts your spirit up because you want to be positive you should always want to make an impact on somebody's life in a positive way yeah and i just that's that's a little bit of what i took from just listening to that episode
0: yeah absolutely i i couldn't agree more doug i feel like we tend to just take our time on earth at like take it for like take it for granted really we almost feel invincible like you know we're in our early 30s but Erica also was in her early 30s she was I think in her 20s when she was diagnosed with colon cancer and um you know was put on chemo and you know she had I don't think she had been married yet so she got married you know she would, I think she had wanted to have a family and unfortunately she never was able to have a family and It just really puts everything into perspective because even someone like me, like I'm so sad that I'm not able to get pregnant again and carry a baby to full term again. But it's like, man, I need to be thankful, so thankful that I've even had the chance to do that once because there are women and there are, you know, men out there who never get the chance to become parents for whatever reason. And it's like, instead of woe is me, and instead of thinking of the things you don't have, or how things could be differently in a better way, how about just being thankful for what you do have? And, you know, being for like, knowing that you're fortunate for everything that you do have. And and, and no one does a better example of that than this woman who is literally laying on her deathbed with a smile on her for, on her face saying how she's so thankful for her husband who's been really caring for her day in and day out. And she's thankful for her boss that her boss understood that she wasn't able to work as hard as she used to. And she's thankful for her family that will take time out of their days. And it's like, uh, and I'm almost, and I remember when I was talking to her, I was like, does she realize that like everyone would drop everything for her right now? Because we just all care for her so much and also and and the reason being is that is because she is so thankful yeah so I I just like really thought that that you know that really just resonated well with me
1: yeah and and we wanted to bring it up because you know we we asked for you guys to reach out with questions and uh, you did send questions and you know we we really hope that we get the chance to ask Erica that hopefully you know things will work out but Doug
0: I I don't I don't want to you know, pretend like it will be because her husband, her husband's already said, you know, unfortunately she's gotten to a place where that's just not going to work out.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Well,
0: and so I, I just wanted to let our listeners know that, you know, we did obviously and Erica wanted to, to be able to come back on, but unfortunately she's at a point right now where she's just not going to be able to come back on the podcast. Um, and you know, every moment is a precious one with her right now. And gotcha. One thing that her husband did say to me, I'm not even kidding you. When I told Erica, it was like just about a week or two ago, we were prepping for her to come on the podcast. And I said, hey, is there anything that we could promote that you have? Um, you know, since, since you'll be on the podcast, like, do you want to share about your song? And she was like, no, not really. And I was like, (laughs) is there anything like a GoFundMe? Like a lot of people have GoFundMes and she's like, no, no. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Like she really, she's not one to ask for money or charity or anything. She does have a
1: beautiful voice too. She
0: really does have a beautiful voice. So I asked her permission if I could share her song on our last podcast. So if you want to hear it, it's absolutely beautiful. And if you want to, if you, you know, want to take 99 cents and put it in a great, you know, buy a great song, but also support an amazing artist, you could go to iTunes and look up Erica Hoffman. And I'll tell you, you'd probably cry listening to the song. I mean, I cry now listening to it. It's so beautiful. But more importantly, she actually, so her husband was telling me, I was like, how can I help her? I just have no idea how to help her. And because he was saying how she's literally on so many different pain Medications right now, and nothing really is helping her truly relieve the pain. And I was like, "She's. I wish I could help her. I just don't even. I just don't even know how." And he was like, "You know, honestly, she has something called a Sweet Relief Fund, which is a tax uh, write-off. And ultimately, I'm going to pull it up right now because he texts me the link to it. And essentially, what it is is kind of like a GoFundMe." and you can just go there to make a donation and you can literally choose any amount you want from 0 to a million if you gave her a million dollars uh that would be very kind of you <laughs> but we no no, I would give all, you a shout
1: out on the podcast oh I would give you like every, <laughs> I would give you a
0: shout out for the rest of the podcast life but no but in all seriousness you can just head to this site um I'll put it in the show notes and it's I'll probably tweet about it as well because I really want to share it. It's just called the Erica Hoffman fun. It's from sweet relief, which is like a music program. Cause she's a, she's a trained singer, a beautiful singer. She worked, she was a vocal coach for many, many years with Jan Smith studios in uh, Georgia which is a very prominent studio. I mean, Justin Bieber has worked with Jan Smith. A lot of prominent singers have worked with, with you know, with Jan Smith. So, in any case, um, I do want to throw this link in there. She would have never asked, and I hope that she's not upset at all with me that I do <laughs> put it in there, but I know that they're, they have. tremendous amount of medical bills and it's very expensive to get this pain medication and the whole reason that she never got looked at to begin with when she was having those symptoms was because she I think she didn't have health insurance like it was too expensive to go to the doctors and she's like I'm just throwing up you know it's how big of a deal could this really be uh so we all just gave a dollar ten dollars five dollars it all adds up and um and yeah I think it could really help make the difference in the last days that she has here on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I never, ever share things like this, but you know, I, I I really, really believe that she's someone who's not just, you know, holding her hand out, hoping that someone just sends her some money. She's genuinely struggling and
1: could really use. Yeah. She didn't ask us to do that.
0: Yeah. No, she has no idea. And I hope she wouldn't be upset (laughs) because that's the other thing. It's like, she's not someone who wants charity, but anyways, um, Well, thank you guys so much for understanding why she's not here on today's podcast and, and for sending out so much love and support to her and lifting her up in prayer, uh, just means the absolute world to us. I'm sure she can feel it. I really believe that kind of stuff is like palpable. And I just pray that, you know, her last few days on earth are pain-free and that she's, you know, able with the
1: t- people that she loves. I know her yeah.
0: sister and her dad are at her bedside, and her husband's at her bedside. And, um, yeah, and uh, who else could you possibly want? I, I think that that's, you know, everything that matters. And we send all of our love and support. And,
1: you know, try just think about giving an extra hug to someone each day saying i love you saying goodbye saying hello um you know the a smile does change your mood and the people around you
0: yeah and not for nothing but if you have like some random symptom that has just been like kind of just annoying you but not bothering you enough then I would say, go get that checked out. Erica would say, go get that checked out. It doesn't matter how much it costs, the medical bill, because if you're not around anyways, then all the money in the world means nothing. And on that note, my husband has this like spot on his tongue, and it's been there for- I thought
1: you were going to talk about our bedroom thing.
0: What bedroom thing?
1: Oh, about you ovulating. I was like, that's not a problem.
0: No, I'm talking about, so he has this spot on his tongue- and he vapes. So he first said, oh, it's probably just from this. Like, No, this, I the knew vape. it. it,
1: it it's, I have a crooked tooth on the bottom of my, that's keep, bottom of my mouth. That's what you keep saying. Built up a callus. That's what the oral, the maxofacial oral surgeon said. That's what the dentist said. And that's why I have a retainer on the bottom.
0: But little do you know, we go to the same dentist. And at the last time at the dentist, I said, uh, hey, would you mind? I literally said to our, our dentist, I know Doug has an appointment coming up and would you mind biopsying like taking a biopsy of that tongue and not for nothing Doug like I don't know Erica's story it's just really really caused me to be a little bit more aware because she didn't think anything of her symptoms because why would she she's a young healthy woman and then she finds out that she waited too long uh, and now she has stage four cancer of a disease that could have been preventable, a cancer that could have been preventable. And you've had that spot on your tongue for far too long. Why not just have it bi- biopsied and make sure that it's benign. There's nothing. It truly is just a callus. God forbid it could be anything else. Cause you've, you used to be a smoker. You vape now. Mm. I would hate that. If, if it's anything else, then let's take care of it now. That kind of thing. So he said, well, I'll talk to him about it. But I was like, Oh, I'm going to talk to him about it too. And I'm going <laughs> to make him get the biopsy of his tongue.
1: We'll let you know what happens.
0: Even though you've already cost me thousands of dollars on your, on your mouth. You've dipped into our, our child's college (laughs) (laughs) savings. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, But but, thank
1: you anyways. Yeah. For all of you. Everyone, you
0: listening. I mean, truly each and every one of you, you just mean the world to us and for everything that you're doing. We really appreciate it.
1: Jamie and I, again, we we say this at the end of every podcast episode, but we love you. Uh, we appreciate you and thank you for listening and to stay up to date on all Hot Marriage Cool Parents things. You can check out Jamie on Instagram. You can check out Hot Marriage Cool Parents on Instagram. I'm on there. Henley's on there. We, you can get the whole family. The dogs yeah,
0: are even on there. Foxy Lady Hinger. That is true.
1: <laughs> that is very true. But we love to hear from you. So please Feel free to reach out. Make sure you, you go and and leave your five star reviews or leave a comment. Download. Yeah, we
0: absolutely love we love seeing your comments. So thank you for that. And the five star reviews mean the world to us. Yes.
1: And um, yeah, if there's any if there's any topics or any guests that. Uh, That you guys would really want us to speak with. Or want me to make fun of. uh, I'm all ears.
0: (laughs) Yeah let us know. So thank you. Yes thank you so much. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week.
1: And goodbye. Love you. Love you. Good night. More. Or good day. Bye. Bye.